Hello and welcome to Asian Conversations with Scott and Ori. Today we're going to talk about pay-per-views in general. So um, there's obviously a Showtime pay-per-view's been announced with the Carlo twins. Oh, I said it fucking wrong. Can we start again? We can. I'll just cut it out. It's Sorry. Charles and it's not been announced. It's taking place this weekend. All right. Which is right. Right now that. Yeah, so it's taking place this weekend. Yeah. It's on Saturday night. All right. Ready whenever you are. Yeah, just get like five seconds under the introduction. Hello and welcome to Asian Conversations with Scott and Ori. Today we're going to talk about pay-per-views in general. As most of you know, this weekend is a big pay-per-view with the Charlo twins. Um, do you want to tell me more about it, Scott? Yeah, so as you said, this weekend there is indeed a Showtime pay-per-view. This is a um, a fantastic car. It's got five world title bouts on it. Uh, five world title bouts on it. It's actually got... Seven world titles in total. They uh, will feature Jamel and Jamal Charlo, uh, and John Real Casemiro, Luis Neri, Brandon Figueroa. It is a really, really good card. Even in the non-title bouts, um, you have a guy like Daniel Roman and Juan Carlos Payana. It is a really, it's probably the card of the year, if I'm being completely honest. Mm. Sounds absolutely jam-packed. It's it's easily one of the most packed cars we've seen in a very long time. It's reminiscent of the very old Don King cars where you just you just throw everybody on it. <laughs> yeah. So what's the what's the price of this pay per view card? The price of this on Showtime is seventy five dollars at the moment. Um, a bit of a pricey one, uh, mm. but that's the standard price for a pay per view in the US. Yeah. And and so that that's kind of roughly for our English listeners, as we're in England, it's about sixty quid. Yeah, I um, I think it's fifty eight pounds using the exchange rate earlier today. So that's that's yeah, it's pricey. Again, everything costs different in the different parts uh, over there to over here, and but over here that's what two takeaways or cinema when the cinemas are open, a half decent night at the pub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Two video games, it's like Netflix and Amazon Prime, Spotify for two months. It is a lot of money. Yeah. And how's like, um, how are other people kind of outside the UK and kind of Western countries? How are they, how are people able to watch it? Those outside of the US can watch on Fight TV. Um, mm-hmm. It's like 15 pounds on there. Okay. Uh, if you're in Kazakhstan, some of the blocks will be on cable TV. If you're in Latin America, I believe, the blocks will be televised on ESPN Box AO, which is, if uh, people who have access to ESPN's uh, Box AO series, amazing, absolutely brilliant. Um, the people behind it are just fantastic. That's awesome. So it is kind of available for, for quite a lot of people, but obviously that price is... Um... It's, it's quite high, even though it's a standard price, possibly in the US for our kind of US kind of friends. It's still quite a high price. It is a high price if you're in the US. It's strange how the price suddenly drops when you're 
when you're able to watch it on fight tv mm, yeah it's a bit it's, yeah it's a very big drop um but again is it worth the price uh, I, it's hard to say at the moment whether or not it's actually worth uh, mm. if any fight at all is worth pay-per-view um the one thing to think about if you are in the uk is the card will be very late at night or very mm-hmm. early sunday so that does at least compensate somewhat for the change in price but it's a good card um whether or not it should be 75 dollars i think we'll find that out afterwards i think it is genuinely one of the best cards of the year it's just mm. not perhaps the most easy one to sell I think it's the first uh, US pay per view since boxing returned to the country as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's it, although obviously you've said you you kind of in going to enjoy the fight and and you know obviously we said it's a packed card, but it's becoming very difficult, particularly kind of a pandemic when there's kind of particularly in UK and US there's kind of recessions going on. It's very difficult, I guess, to start justifying that kind of price. There's recessions, job losses, financial uncertainty, and you'd like to think that it can be a success. You'd like mm. to think the fighters will get paid off it and will get, you know, become mm. stars. But the reality is, it's a really, really prohibitive price to selling it, and that will certainly have an effect on the amount of sales it gets. Yeah, and also I guess it's it, it's that kind of weighing up between um, is this accessible for new fans? Probably not. Um, would it be kind of something like a lost leader, or could they have done it like a lost leader, which entices a few more people in? I certainly think had this been run as a lost leader, it would have been a lot more successful. I think had they reduced the price by maybe fifty percent, mm. you would see a lot more eyeballs on the product. It may not make the same amount of money. I'm just mm-hmm. out that there's probably executives looking at all sorts of data flows and charts and everything else and going, this is the price point we need to sell this at. Mm. But price elasticity perhaps needs to be looked into. I don't think you're going to get as many buys at $75 that you might do at $20. Um, the fighters, although they are they are in good matchups, aren't the mm. biggest names. They're not big draws. Um Add the fact they're not big draws to the high price, and you're probably probably going to struggle um, to defend it from a TV executive point of view when the sales aren't particularly high. Yeah, and I guess the the argument is you can say you, you put Floyd May, you know Mayweather on a card, you, you know his his name alone is going to sell going to sell the pay per views. Yeah, the spot kind of lacks a star. We might think that we have stars now, but the reality is that Anthony Joshua is probably the only guy out there who can sell a million pay-per-views, and even that's in the UK. Um, mm. Canelo's on a streaming service. Golovkin's on a streaming service. Mayweather's retired. Pacquiao's a diminished draw. I don't think the spot has the star, the bankable stars anymore that the pay-per-view industry needs. And then you throw the epidemic on and you throw in the recession and job. And yeah, I think you very much struggle to make a mark on this particular pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, it's particularly, I know obviously um, when they put fights on, um, you know, they normally have a crowd and things like that that can kind of um, bring in kind of money for the fighters and stuff as well. But I guess the the 
thing that they're kind of focusing on is the the money's just coming out of pay-per-view i would imagine yeah so the money will be coming out of pay-per-view it'll be coming out of international uh, distribution rights sponsorship mm. uh, other various behind the scenes type things that we as fans don't get to see but the reality is that pay-per-view is going to be one of the big uh, money-making parts of this and yeah fighters deserve to get paid don't get me wrong they do what they do they mm-hmm. do risk harm to their health and everything else mm-hmm. but the reality is that for too long too many fighters have been overpaid um we see it with people like mikey garcia who got paid an absolute fortune to fight Josecita lopez we saw dazon and pbc throwing money at fighters to put fights on we saw hbo getting out of the industry because of how big the purses were and i think maybe we're about to see a purse reset where fighters find their true value because potentially at pay-per-view like this bombs and mm-hmm. they kind of go oh i'm not this worth this money to this tv company i need to reevaluate what i'm valued at and how i make my money yeah and i guess i guess the the kind of big thing is particularly obviously there's um kind of recessions as we said financial issues in quite a lot of countries due to the pandemic and I guess it's it's really highlighting that kind of imbalance if with some fighters obviously we all you know respect the fighters getting paid but millions for for kind of a fight is really shows that kind of imbalance between the fans and the fighters fighters expect to get paid the same now as they did beforehand shows the imbalance mm. If a fight is making lots of money, but the general population are also well off enough mm-hmm. to not feel the seventy-five dollars or twenty pounds or whatever the pay-per-view cost, that's not too much of an issue. When a fight is expected to be paid the same, when people are losing their jobs and people are seeing pay cuts and being furloughed, then I think mm-hmm. I think that sort of yeah, it does it does perhaps make a fan think, oh yeah, I'm not being paid the same as I was. I'm not having job security. Uh, and yeah it will make it much much harder for them to defend paying that sort of money and again we don't want to take away from the fighters but mm-hmm. the reality is that we also don't want the average john street to lose out and they are having to lose out as well so i think we'll see that knocking on to the fighters sooner rather than later yeah and i think that's that's something i think probably a few fighters will be kind of um probably thinking about um if their fans are facing financial issues that there's that kind of um imbalance because I, I imagine for a few fighters they obviously want their fans to to view them and watch them you know i'd say you'd be surprised by how few probably realize how fans feel i might be wrong in that and you might be right but i think it's i think people live in their own little bubbles a lot i think the fighters may not realize just how many bubbles of their fans have been squeezed a bit recently maybe this kind of purse reset will will kind of um kind of i guess i don't want to say burst the bubble because that sounds pretty bad but but maybe kind of reset kind of the way people and maybe the sports charging fans you kind of hope so but you never can be too sure um again i'm not actually i might sound very anti-pay-per-view i'm not but I think it needs to be done in a reasonable way. I think asking fans for that much during this current financial time mm. is a bit much to ask for. Um, pay-per-view by itself is an acceptable 
philosophy, it's an exceptional mindset. I push more towards subscription models and even fan sponsored models. Um, but yeah, Perfume is it's an exceptional model, but it needs to realize that we are living in our current conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, also don't have a problem with pay-per-view and I think we consume other media similar to pay-per-views, kind of, say, go into a cinema or a gig or something when you can obviously do those sorts of things. Um, But it's, yeah, the price point still really kind of sticks out at that $75. Yeah. um, I I get your point there. You mentioned going to gigs and going to cinema. Mm -hmm. That would be my like a fan pin to get into this show, I guess, as opposed to watching it. Um, movies on box office would be the better, the better example, or one of those rentals you get on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And they're, they're what, like four or five pounds to rent a movie? Yeah. Uh, not seventy-five dollars to watch a movie. Yeah, I guess that's that's the issue, isn't it? It seems to be very out of kind of, um, I guess kind of um out of whack with all the other things and particularly obviously I mentioned gigs and a favorite band of both of ours is Metallica and when they played in Manchester their tickets were 50 52 pounds um so you could get a gig for the same price as on pay-per-view they'd be watching at home yeah yeah it's more like it um yeah, the price point is a real sticker, and it's one that uh, I guess actually, when you think about it in the past, non pandemic, you had pay per view mm-hmm. parties. Oh, so okay, yeah. Five or six or seven of you might all go to one person's house, bring your booze, mm-hmm. each chip in for the pay per view, and $75 then becomes more like $10 or $15 with your booze. Mm-hmm. And that's actually mm-hmm. really affordable. Yeah, and I, I guess it also makes that like an event, I guess, you yes. know, with with your friends and things like that. Yeah, so it's a shared event, shared experience, you're all having fun, you're mm-hmm. paying an affordable prize, you're having booze, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're in a pandemic, that's not possible. People are now not being able to pay $15 and share the purchase, essentially, mm-hmm. and instead yeah. you're expected to pay out yourself, and mm-hmm. I think that. I think that, again, will really, really harm the numbers for the show. And it's a shame because, again, it's a brilliant show. Mm-hmm. Had you watched this in a group together, you would have really enjoyed it. And that's not what many will be able to do. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. And and I guess the other kind of, I guess, linked thing would be something like a counter-programming. Yeah, so last weekend, Showtime did a one of their normal shows on uh, Showtime, a premium TV channel. That was directly up against ESPN Plus, who also had boxing. Mm-hmm. And uh, had the, neither show did particularly well. If we're being completely honest, I think mm-hmm. the Showtime card peaked about 150,000. It's a pretty pathetic number, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And they could have used that show there to promote this one, um, which they did, but they didn't really do a lot of it. They have shown a lot of promotional stuff. But again, this is this is actually going up against the UFC show on the same time, same time, same night, similar price point. Of the mm-hmm. two, UFC certainly has a stronger brand. It probably has a weaker show for once, mm-hmm. but it has a stronger brand, and that will do damage to this year. So, boxing needs to get its head out of its ass sometimes and realize that 
we're better off not putting our shows against UST or against each other or um, yeah, just think about what you're doing, guys. Don't run mm-hmm. two boxing shows on different channels at the same time and neither of you will come up better. Yeah. And I know uh, obviously we're talking about kind of other combat sports and and I imagine there will be a lot of boxing fans that are also UFC fans and, and the vice versa. So I guess that kind of counter-programming is not good for kind of either either brand. Yeah, I'd say the number probably isn't massive. I think there's enough which have a shared interest in both. Though. Mm-hmm. I think there are boxing fans who enjoy UFC and there are UFC fans that enjoy boxing. I, I don't think the data is there to say that there's actually a massive overlap between the two. Okay. But where both shows are on, a, are on at the same time, the fans that kind of like one will maybe think about just watching the one they prefer. Um, so UFC fans will not be convinced to watch this boxing cat. There's nothing we can say or do to get a UFC fan to go, oh, yeah, it's boxing on at the same time. Let's watch that instead. Nothing, absolutely nothing. These are not big enough names to do that off. And the UFC fans will watch UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boxing fans, there might be a handful who go, oh, yeah, Izzy fights on UFC. Yeah, I know him. I Yeah, he's cool. Um, he's charismatic. He's fun. I'll, I'll watch that instead. Mm. I don't think there'll be a lot that do that, but there'll be a handful. Um, mm-hmm. And he also got, gets them going, I just made unemployed. I'm not paying for either show. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> how many weeks are in the year? So why do you put both of these on at the same week? It just didn't make much sense. Yeah, yeah. And I know, obviously, um, you know, they, they wanted to obviously get shows back up and running and stuff. But I, I still think you, you're probably best off trying to, to, to have a look day by yourself where you're not kind of um, up against other programs like boxing and UFC yeah you certainly want to go at a clean run don't you You want to go on the clean road and try and get as much interest as you can and try and make sure you've not got any other distractions Um, I think there's other US sports at the same time as well um, for just general sports fans so you're splitting your audience so many ways and it's going to struggle to make an impact because of that and I think we've seen the same with just General sports, mm. general sports viewing is down, um, yeah. and that's not a good thing for any of the sports. You have got contracts to negotiate, you've got uh, sponsorships and whatnot to negotiate, and yeah, it's going to hurt. It's really going to hurt when you hear that NFL's down by about ten percent and NBA is down by a few percent. And if these things are then up against each other, I think I was, uh, I, think I was speaking to Colin earlier, and he said that mm-hmm. all four major sports are on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ, no one of you are all losing viewers. Mm. You can't compete against each other and expect any of you to win. Yeah. What are other sports doing about kind of pay-per-views and paid programs? No other sport really other than boxing, professional wrestling and combat sports do pay-per-views. Mm. Uh, so you don't pay extra for the World Cup or the Champions League or the Super Bowl. And guess what, folks? These are the most viewed uh parts of their sport whereas in combat sport we seem to have this idea that oh our fans are happy to pay pay-per-view and yeah it hides a lot of the best parts of the sport you don't mm-hmm. need to watch the world on pay tv you perhaps in some countries watch it on subscription um sky tv over here have mm-hmm. premier league and the zone in japan have the j league and 
you pay the sponsorship, yeah, you pay the subscription, you get the entire league almost. Um, or you get parts of the league in some cases. American Sport is on like free TV or cable TV, I believe. And yeah, boxing's been pushed off into the side, it's been pushed into its own little room, its own little premium room, and then pushed further. It's been pushed into the corner of pay per view. And as a result, audience numbers are dropping more rapidly in the after the sports as well. Yeah. And now, obviously, we mentioned the UK and Sky. I mean, what other kind of, um, what what other countries are doing pay-per-view and what countries don't do pay-per-view? Typically, the only countries that really do pay-per-view are UK, mm. Australia, New Zealand to some extent, Canada, America, Poland and some of Scandinavia. However, if we take a step back and look at which ones of those are regularly showing boxing, mm-hmm. Australia shows only a handful of really, really notable cards every year. New Zealand might show one or two cards every year. UK and America show quite a lot of cards each year. And Canada <clears throat> Canada at the moment hasn't got any boxing back at all due to the pandemic. Yeah. It typically does do a few pay-per-views a year. Poland is very different in some cases they were the first country to do a post-pandemic or um, an in-pandemic (laughs) pay-per-view and it costs like three euros or something it's very affordable wow that is very yeah very cheap isn't it exactly they realized oh people lost their jobs they want to watch boxing they'll pay they'll toss some money in Mm. but for most part um Philippines doesn't have pay-per-view for the most part. Japan doesn't. I think there's been one Japanese fight on pay-per-view in the last three years. It was a really obscure channel, not relevant to the general conversation. Thailand doesn't do pay-per-view. China doesn't really do pay-per-view. The countries where boxing is growing or is spoken on a daily basis is a pretty you know, significant sport. Don't do pay-per-view. It's, it's countries where boxing perhaps struggles to hit the mainstream that is for whatever reason it may be not connected who knows i really need to pay for you yeah yeah it's, it's very interesting that it's kind of um i guess fans kind of say over here in the u.s are kind of regularly paying out um for, for kind of boxing but in some countries and kind of eastern countries they're not paying out in the same way or particularly not the same amount of money even if it is a subscription service yes it's almost as if countries that are very commercial want to have the biggest purses and want to provide the the glitz the glamour they're the ones that are repeatedly going to pay-per-view and that's part of the reason why i think i think we mentioned earlier I think there'll be a purse reset. I think those countries are going to go, oh, how are these other countries managing to have the sport run? How are Japan managing to run the sport? Um, how are Australia running the sport? Right, okay, so Australia have cut back their pay fees. Brilliant. How are Canada running the sport? Oh, they're not. Right, okay, can we learn anything there? How's China doing it? Brilliant. How's Russia doing it? All right, so Russia doing lots of free streams. Great. Sponsorship, brilliant. Lower purses. Right, let's learn from these other countries and see what they got that we can then come in with this, um, to try and replicate their sort of success. Yeah, so yeah, I can I can really kind of sort of hear that there probably is going to be that kind of um, 
reset and maybe even changing the way that they kind of maybe approach pay-per-view. I think there's going to be a way that we change the approach to purses in general. If they want to run pay-per-view, I imagine that they'll get more percentage points, but they'll lose all on the guarantee. Or they'll uh, take a lower guarantee to go on pay-per-view. So therefore, it's do you sell? If so, here, there's proof of it. If mm. not, it's going out of your pocket. Mm. No, that would be quite an interesting way with the you know, maybe the the idea of, of proving that you're a kind of a good sell to fans or that people are wanting to tune in. Yeah, I think for too long we've seen fighters saying what they were. Mm. And HBO was certainly uh, wise to this when they shut up shop and stopped showing boxing. I think Dazona becoming wise to this uh, with the way they've tracked Canelo and they're becoming wise to it. I still think they've got a lot to learn. I think mm-hmm. Sky Box Office, if their next couple of pay-per-views again struggle to make a mark, will also learn quite quickly. And hopefully, hopefully it doesn't backfire and sees the spot cut off altogether and actually goes, no, you need to take less rather than, oh, we'll just show less. Because if they show less, the spot then becomes less significant and it'll take another superstar to put it back on the map. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the, the fine balance as well. And the idea that you, you still want, obviously, uh, kind of regular fights to happen. But I guess it's it, at kind of the, the cost aspect. Yeah, if fighters aren't willing to take a pay reduction, I can see the sport becoming essentially a closed shop and being hidden away and essentially canalizing itself to the point of really struggling in the US and the UK. Mm-hmm. If fighters go, right, yeah, I need to be realistic. I need to take a pay cut just like the fans have. Um, and again, if I become a big star, if I have the ability to connect with the fans in the way I think, then yeah, I will make this money back at the long in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if the spot gets taken off TV, where the hell am I going to get money? Where the hell am I going to get the fans to build a cycle of sponsorship and success that then builds more success and builds my money um so yeah they need to wisen up just as much the tv executives just as much as fans just as much as international broadcasters and start realizing that money doesn't grow on invisible trees anymore yeah and i guess the the idea is if they they kind of don't kind of wise up and, and kind of realize particularly tv executive there's always that risk of kind of piracy and streaming in regards to kind of fights. Yeah, I think that's one of two options that could happen. If big name fighters don't wise up, I think we'll see more Eastern European names make the mark in the US. I think we'll see a lot of Japanese and Filipino names get taken out of there because they're cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's also why we've seen a lot of female boxing recently. Um, mm-hmm. It's cheaper than paying for guys like Charlo and Dillian White, Alexander Usyk. These guys come at premium they cost a lot of money mm-hmm. katie taylor on the other hand not so much no anyway not so much john real casamera not so much um victory malikuziev and israel madrimov not so much uh so yeah i certainly think that one option is that we do see a lot more foreign imports to the u.s where mm-hmm. this is still more there than they are at home but the other option is that we see a massive increase in piracy as fans mm-hmm. go no, 
fuck you, fuck paying this, I'm going to watch it and I'm not going to pay. Yeah, and I think then that also damages the, the relationships the fans have with with the fighters and the TV companies because they're you, just pissed off because having to constantly kind of fork out quite a large sum of money to, to kind of watch these because this isn't, these fights are not kind of one-offs, these pay-per-views, are they? You know, you if you're a boxing fan, you, you'd have probably forked out a lot of money. Yeah, they're a regular thing. Uh, between now and the end of the year, Sky Box Office are expected to do three pay-per-views in the UK, mm-hmm. as well as one BT Sports Box Office pay-per-views. That's four pay-per-views in the UK between now and the end of the year. Mm. What else do we have between now and the end of the year that costs a lot of money? Christmas. <laughs> and what do people not have a lot of around Christmas? Muller. Or money. Or money. And when you've lost your job or you've had to go through 2020, you've had the absolute crap beat out of you by the pandemic, whether that's Mm. mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. Or all of the above. Yeah. You're probably not in the position where you're going to go, oh, you know, Anthony Joshua's fighting on December, whatever, uh, that it hasn't been announced, but it's probably going to be December. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to pay 20 quid to watch him. No, are you buggery? You're going to be wallowing into your gin tonic or your vodka or whatever and going, Christmas is next week. Yeah. Um, I've already paid for Alexander Usyk. I've already paid for Dillian White twice. And I've already paid for Tyson Fury. Uh, Screw this spot. Um, So, yeah, I think you are going to see piracy increase because of how many pay-per-views there are. And... One thing boxing does so badly compared to other sports is it doesn't sell a longer-term narrative. Yeah. If you're paying for the Dillian White fight, knowing the winner of this would fight the winner of Joshua Pulev, fine. I can see a story forming. I can see why I'd pay for this pay-per-view, the next pay-per-view, and the one after. Mm-hmm. I can follow that line nice and easy. This leads to this leads to this. Instead, we had Dillian White getting knocked out by Povetkin. Oh, well, that's not the result we wanted. Let's have a rematch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. All oh, right. And yeah, we're going to have Usyk fighting Chisora. Uh, okay. And then we're going to have this. Oh. Okay. So you just rinse me of eight quid in four months. No. Fans are going to turn to online streaming and piracy and mm. everything to, because they, there's nothing to grab them and make them follow along, uh, invest really in some. Some overarching line of thinking. Yeah, so you can kind of follow if it's not necessarily a tournament, but you can follow the next couple of fights if it's kind of laid out for for a fighter. Yeah, yeah. You look at this pay per view on uh, Showtime, mm-hmm. and you get Jamal Charlo versus Jason Rosario. That's the unified mm-hmm. three titles. The winner of that will probably fight for the fourth title. That makes sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. You then got Jamal Charlo versus Sergei Derenchenko. That's for a middleweight title. The reality is that the winner of that doesn't have a next fight lined up. It doesn't have. They don't have Canelo. They don't have Murat, and they don't have Golovkin on their channel. What's next for them? Tell me that. Yeah. Make you buy in now so that you care about that result. You've got Daniel Roman versus Juan Carlos Payano and Luis Neri versus Aaron Alameda on that same card. The winner of them are going to fight for this supposedly, but potentially. Yeah, makes sense. I understand why these two bouts are on the same card. Yeah. But for the most part, pay-per-views don't make sense. They are standalone shows. They 
have no direction longer term and no reason to go, oh, I'm going to follow this line right to its end. I'm going to follow this conclusion because if you have that, every fight becomes more important. Yeah. You uh, kind of, I guess, fans are more vested in in the kind of results and stuff. Yeah, so let's go back to the Joshua example. If Usyk beats Chisora, he has to wait for a world title fight. Mm-hmm. If Vivekin beats White again, he gets Tyson Fury at some point down the line, maybe possibly by the time he's like 48 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, there's no connect there. They're actually on different channels. But if uh, Povetkin first fought White, the winner that ever was getting Joshua, right, and then you get Usyk versus uh, Chisora, and the winner that there then fights the winner of Povetkin White Joshua series, then you can kind of follow the steps and you can go, oh, every fight along this little line is getting more and more interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you try getting another heavyweight line going with Zhang Zalai, for example, recent matchroom signing we spoke about last mm-hmm. week. Um, have him and Hergovich and Huey Fury and somebody else and have them in their own little line. And then by the end of it, you have these two competing lines all fighting at the bottom. And by the time that bottom one comes around, you're going, I fought these guys for seven or eight fights for three years, and they've been on this collision course the entire way. That's genius. Yeah, and I mean that—that's um, you know people will buy into that. Yeah, the hype sells itself. By the time mm. it comes around, you followed these guys for two years. You send them essentially eliminate each other from a competition. Uh, it's not an official tournament or anything like that, but you send them beat each other along the way. You've been invested. You can have some of the losers fighting each other some of the time. And from a fan's point of view, you kind of going, oh, the best we do fight the best. I know they're the best because I've seen them beat the others. Yeah. You don't mm. get this argument anymore of, oh, the best boxers don't fight each other. No, they've literally fought each other to prove they are the best after this tournament. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's like a tournament, I guess. It's, it's a case that you know you, you're watching the kind of the best person at the end sort of thing. Yeah, an unofficial tournament or um, mm. just a series that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> but because the way promoters work, they don't want to do that. Uh, they might want to do that, but they don't do that for whatever reason. They want to make every bout almost an individual bout. Mm. And, uh, they try and make, it essentially tries to make that one bout more important, but it doesn't have the longer term implications that you perhaps need to make people buy in longer term. Yes, it's hard to sell, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big proponent for tournaments in boxing, Um, but even ignoring the tournament aspect, you can still have bouts that make sense longer term. Yeah. Um, Have two guys on the same show, have their winner face off, or have, uh, for example, if one of these Charles lose, if... Mm. Both Charles lose. You could have one go up and wait and try and get revenge for his brother's loss. Um, you've got Noye Nui chasing a potential bot with Nordin Ubali because Ubali beat his brother. Mm. Mentally, there's sub stories, there's threads of stories that you just need to wrap in together. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who fought last weekend on Showtime, on an absolute flop of a Showtime card in regards to uh, TV viewers called Doug Scott Nyambia. Yeah. He's a Mongolian chap. He's in the same weight division as the only Chinese champion. Yeah, screw everything else. Get that boat made. Get Mongolia versus China. 
<laughs> yeah. It's got 800 years of history behind it. Yeah, and it kind of writes itself, I guess, doesn't it? Exactly. But no, that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I think that we'll wrap that up for today in pay-per-views. If anybody is listening, do let us know kind of your opinions on uh, pay-per-views. Do you think they're a good idea? Like, would you pay $75 for it? Like, we'd love to hear from you and take care as always.